So when did you come to feel or accept or be comfortable with yourself in your blackness? I don't know if I still am. Mm. I really don't know if I still am. Um, I struggle. I still, I still struggle with that. You know, um, it seems like the target for what blackness is, is, or has, you know, has been painted by society is always a moving target. It's a moving target. It's a moving moving field goal post. Just, just be just be regular. Just, just be, be regular. regular. But just be regular, it's, yo. but it's black people that is allowing it though, or they might be initiating it. I don't know. But again, I mean, it all sa- it all sounds very ignorant and performative. It it I mean at best because after this month, then we will go back to what? <laughs> I mean, what <laughs> right, right. You're not gonna see that no more. <laughs> and so, a lot of them just doing it for clout. Hey man, do the introduction. Right. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the introduction. Hey, what's going on? What's good? Like Troy, we, Troy was like, "Hey man, before we get into it, remind everybody who we is, just in case it's their first time." Hey, so in the, uh, taking along my boy Troy, uh, you know what it is, man. We back for another edition of the Manly D's podcast. We in the cave. You know what I'm saying? I'm your host Melly Mel. As always, we got Doctor Life Coach Lace in the building, and we got your boy T Dot Roy, aka Pastor Troy. What's happening? What's what it happening? do though? What's happening? What it do? Hey, so that joint actually kind of pisses me off though, Troy. If I'm gonna be honest with you, just because this is where I feel like black people never on one accord, and why white mm. people are always confused. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. some of us will allow white folk to do stuff in our presence, so then they look at us as the spokesman for all black people. So then when they yeah. leave from you, they'll try it with somebody else, and then. They won't allow the same thing, and then they confuse. They like, well, my other boy, let me do mm. it. My my mm. my other friend, you know mm. what I'm saying? My my other folk. This is why we never on one accord, bro. We always doing something different, and that's because some of us is making ourselves too accessible, inviting everybody to the cookout. That's that's my thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know how yeah. that go. Uh, a white person do something cool one time for about five minutes and then they like oh such and such is invited to the they cookout. got an oh, invitation da, da, da. oh yeah. he, got, like, he yeah. got flavor he got a little flavor you know what i'm saying no he doesn't no he doesn't <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> so if y'all don't know just to bring our audience up to speed so this is i'm i'm pretty sure a lot of you all seen this on tiktok it's um these high school kids if you look up the hashtag Black History Month, these high school kids are doing this whole bit where the white kids are all serving the black kids. Now, they've been doing this for like two uh, Black History Months already. Um, I got hip to it last year, but and they repeated the, the trend this year. And I'm telling you, when these kids do this trend, they get at least 500K views, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. So the... Uh, the the video normally starts off with a kid being carried into a um into a classroom and the kid is uh and as they're being carried in by their white counterparts other white students will kneel and put up a fist um they'll put the kid in the ch- in the chair and then another white kid will lay on the ground and let the black kid put their feet on top of them uh in some instances uh you have 
principals who are being ordered by black students to like take their tray up, to clear out the way for them, to put their and one um uh, a principal is putting lip gloss on one of the kids. That's a that's, that's low key, high key inappropriate to be quite honest with you. Why are you close to my kids' lips? You know what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> um and so this is what's going on. While I'm laughing hysterically at these videos, the question is is this should I be laughing? Is this problematic? Should we be allowing this type of stuff to happen? Because as Lace mentioned previously, <clears throat> after February 28th, you're not going to see that no more. In the leap year, February 29th, you're not going to see this no more on the. So are they just doing it for clout? Of course. Um, Absolutely. But should we have a problem with it? That's the question. Um historically black people have always laughed at things that we're not supposed to laugh at. So I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't laugh at it because we be at funerals cutting up and making cutting stuff like up, that. You know bro. what I'm saying? So, I, so I'm like, we always going to laugh at stuff that's inappropriate, but I definitely think that this is utterly ridiculous because like, <laughs> it's basically just a mockery of black history month, like a mockery that's all of it is, bro. You know, slavery, is. a mockery of everything that's going on. So then black people participating in the mockery to me is just utterly ridiculous. So it's not doing what I'm people trying to get the likes, the, the whatever on, on social media, get the views, get the cloud or whatever. But I just feel like it's a, on both ends, it's a mockery of, the whole reason why we supposed to be highlighting and celebrating black history month yeah, in sure. the first place. So for me, I'm going to say, you know, no. And usually I'm on the other side of ignorance. So, you know, if I'm on the <laughs> other side of the fence, then it's got to be. Preston Charles Jr. Y'all Preston Charles Jr. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Lace, but no, so uh, <laughs> you see, you see, Lace, you see kids doing this at your school. What you going to do? First of all, I'm calling local law enforcement to come arrest them all because and I'm not witnessing this type of behavior. But so I'm watching it right now as we speak. So it's a uh, white teacher in Indiana who participated. She kneels when the young lady walks in the classroom, gives her an A plus on an assignment, ties her shoe and then puts her letterman jacket on. Why are teachers participating in this? Like I mean, you got to look at it from a systematic standpoint, too. We got states that are banning books that speak on slavery, mm, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is really not even, <clears throat> it's not black history, it's American history. So mm -hmm, the exactly. issue is we are, we're removing aspects of true historical context so people can understand the origins of how this land was obtained, how our ancestors, et cetera, were persecuted, utilized to build this nation, et cetera, to low-key serve a student in a way that is what? performative at best like it's it's all it all contributes to an ignorant um society with ignorant outcomes like legit so yeah no nah, this is hella ignorant and i'm gonna have to email whoever this is in indiana to report something tomorrow <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like this is just dumb like this is legit dumb and so I, that's the reason why i presented it to the group because something in my spirit won't sit in right and I figured I needed to discuss that with the crew to make sure that I wasn't crazy, that it wasn't sitting right with me. Now, right, while we right. saying that, as Mel said previously, I'm going to laugh if it come across the TikToks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can laugh. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Go ahead and laugh, bro. I'm going to laugh. Now, if but I pull up, if I pull up to the to the job and I see somebody uh, ro sitting on their uh, knees for you to put your feet up, then we gonna have a problem. 
Because <laughs> I'm reporting you and them. <laughs> yeah, that Drake de- is definitely performative and is definitely a mock yeah, of the definitely. whole essence of Black History yeah. Month. So, yeah, I don't know why yeah. this is allowed. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah, TikTok uh, needs to ban it for one because this is just pure ignorance. Yeah, that's just that's just how it is, my man. That's just how it is. So the question then comes, you know, how should we? What is the appropriate way to do Black History Month? You know what I'm saying? Like every single year, back in middle school, high school, you know, it'd be focused just on Black History. As a matter of fact, I mm-hmm. used to do programming at this previous school. <clears throat> the first two times we we did it every single year, same speaker and everything. And I realized after the first year, we were just focusing on the slavery aspect of black history. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, man, next time you come, talk about the excellence of black history and what we have done in this nation. Because we we are more than just slavery. This is a question. Matter of fact, this is a question for the group. How do y'all feel about slave movies? Like, I feel... I, I I wrestle with them. Um, Will Smith got a new one on uh, Apple Plus right now. Um, mm, I think it's mm-hmm, it's a movie, mm-hmm. a TV show. Uh, and, and, yeah, Emancipate, Emancipation, and I looked at it. First of all, Will Smith's accent is horrible. Let me just go ahead and put that on out there. It's terrible. Um, but it's Will Smith though, and I kind of want to watch it. But it's another slave movie, and I'm like. I can't, I don't know if I could do this, man. Like, it's 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 traumatic watching that stuff. Mm-hmm. What's y'all's mm-hmm. take on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really had a problem with the slave movies, but I can see why people would have a problem with them um, just yeah. because it's always highlighting the negative aspects of what African-Americans have been through, you know what I'm saying, in this country or whatever. And they're kind of always the same um, mm-hmm. to to a certain degree. But I... I'd never had a problem with it because I feel like the stories have to be told. Mm-hmm. And, you know, truth be told, I used to get um, really upset when I would go to, like, slave movies, like when 12 Years a Slave was coming out mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. And I go to the movie theater and I see very few black people there and I see a bunch of white people. And mm. I used to be pissed. Like, where are all the black people? <laughs> like, why are all these white people here to watch this movie? Like, this is supposed to be for us. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Where are all these? Mm-hmm. And then I started to really learn like their families are not teaching them this history. So mm-hmm. a lot of what they learn mm-hmm. about us and the history of slavery comes from these movies that are being made mm-hmm. and put on the big screen to tell these stories. So I feel like the stories do need to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a time limit where we say we stop telling it because civil rights is less than a century. You know, big facts away from us. You know, it mm-hmm. hadn't even been a hundred years since oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah, civil yeah, rights, yeah. Or whatever. So I'm just like, some of these stories, I still feel like we need to be telling and we need to be talking about. Uh, I think people's problems with them is that it's always um, just subservient to your to your point, Troy. They never really used to showcase the excellence, but now I feel like there's just as many um, black stories about excellence as there are about. You know slavery. I feel like there's an equal balance. A lot of mm-hmm. stories that are being told about um, the highlights of Black people. So some some of them are actually uh, I'm not gonna say my favorite movies, but there were some that I appreciated. But all the ones that I appreciated were the ones where we were fighting back or we were <laughs> right we were doing something. So uh, uh, like 
<laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because all the ones I like are basically what we like rising up against the system because sure. I feel like it's, some, it's something that I would do. It's something that I do mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Amistad or even Django as dramatic you know what I'm saying? Is that Jingle story was stuff like, is that right? Jingle, I'm saying that the movie was funny, you know, um, or Birth of a Nation, you know, telling the story in that turn and stuff like that. So I feel like if there were more of those, we I would I don't think I would really hear black people complain as much about the slave movies. Sure. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, I don't have a problem watching them personally, but I can see how it could induce trauma for for others who watch them. Um, I think it's very interesting how. Uh, stories can the, the, you can just tell a story in whichever way you choose to obviously there's truth to it but um a lot some of it is uh, just that individuals or that artist their uh outlier in, in in how it how it went down but i don't have a problem with it i think that is great uh to see it on the big screen because again it is telling a story and a lot and we can see systematically where stories are being removed and this is real life this is stuff that really happened but people try to discount it in a way where it was like oh well, a big deal or whatever you know what i mean or oh, it wasn't this it wasn't that nah it, it is and you need to know about it because if you don't you can find yourself entrapped in a different way now um so i mean look at the a lot of the laws at the supreme court that are being reversed those were monumental in the movement and us moving forward as a people where you mm-hmm. remove these things and we're, we're taking steps back. So I don't have a problem with it, but I could definitely understand how some people have to pick and choose um, what they can and what they cannot, um, you know, put themselves through, you know what I'm saying? Like roots roots had funny moments, but at the end of the day, we know <laughs> what it was. What it was. So yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, and it's also a, an experience that although we haven't, lived it directly we can relate to it because a lot of our um ancestry is not that far removed from slavery you know what i'm saying it's so not. these are things that we have to be um uh, that we have to be mindful of um and that it's truly a part of us but i do agree with mel as well in regards to seeing you know others in movies watching these things and it's just like yo i just want to see how you go respond and react to certain <laughs> Mm-hmm. parts because then you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day it's not being taught because i mean it's a lot of black folk who don't really don't understand know. aspects of uh history and uh the various movements that were monumental in moving us forward as a people so i think it's it's relative to to all um to all yeah most definitely uh real quick Mel, i know we probably need to move off this topic but something that just hit me yo harriet tubman was a g and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, for sure. She was a, a, a four-course G. Let me tell you why. Have you ever tried to get black people to commit to going on vacation? <laughs> ha, have you ever had that struggle before? <laughs> have, you, have you ever had that struggle yeah. before? That is the I best need, comparison that I've yes. ever heard in my that entire good, life. That. That have you good. ever yeah, had yeah. that before? <laughs> Bruh, imagine trying to organize a whole bunch of black people and you trying to tell them, hey, we just going to go north. They're like, hey, come on, cuz. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Where, where, we, where we going, hair? Where we, I don't we know how they call it. How long we going to be there? How long we going to be there? <laughs> Who all over there? All you know going. what I'm saying? <laughs> Who all going? <clears throat> It was like it was probably like Sister Moses, because you know that's uh, for people who don't know. They called uh, uh, Harriet Tubman Moses because she uh, she mm-hmm. uh, she she led the people. Um, 
yeah, Sister Moses, I I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, but Troy, I seen and speaking of laughing about things that are ignorant, we're not supposed to laugh at. I was on TikTok earlier today, killing time, and I was scrolling through, and the first thing I heard when I changed the video was Harriet Tubman was the greatest athlete of all time. That's how the TikTok started <laughs> off. What? <laughs> That's how the TikTok started off. I was about to slide it, but I was like, hey, let me hear the rest of this, right? What? Okay. Nick was like, Harriet Tubman was the greatest athlete of all time. Everybody busts out laughing. He hadn't even finished the joke yet. Right. So then once everybody started calming down, he was trying to say it, but then he started laughing before he could finish it. He was like, let me start over. And then he was like, Harriet Tubman was the greatest athlete of all time. He was like, I mean, when you think about it, who had more rushing yards in their lifetime than Harriet Tubman? <laughs> and then everybody, <laughs> I bust out laughing. <laughs> and I was like, hey, yo, I'm getting off this drive. I shouldn't be laughing at this right now. Uh, but that was the realest thing I ever heard, bro. Who had more rushing yards than Harriet Tubman? Nobody. Why do yeah. black people, why do we laugh at trauma? Why do we do that, bro? That's we how we deal it's how it's exactly like Melissa. It's how we deal with it because look at all the trauma that we've endu- endured. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, as they, as the old saying says, sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from crying. Laugh to keep from crying. I was. That's just, just you know that's what I'm so saying. True. That's just what it is. I was that's just so about true. That's just what it is. But the unfortunate thing about you know speaking on Harriet Tubman, they never celebrate all the other things that you know she did. You know the the military assistance. You know what I'm saying serving in various. Um, civic engagement in Canada, those kind of things. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Like, if you go up north from living up north, you really hear a lot of that because you can see it because that's where she was at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, you know, in other aspects, particularly coming down south, you just hear about her helping free slaves, not a lot of the other things that, that she did that was just, like, very strategic, how she had to move, you know, bringing people together, all those kind of things. So even in telling the story, a lot of times we tell the story short. <coughs> mm mm, mm. Yeah, I heard she was... Uh... All right, Troy. All right, go ahead. No, what was you about to say? I was about to say, I, I heard she was uh, nice with a pistol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She kept the heat. She kept She yeah. kept the glizzy. <laughs> she kept the speaking glizzy. Of, uh, speaking of slave movies and TV shows, one of my favorite shows used to be Underground, and I'm mad that they canceled it. Because why they canceled it? We know why you liked Underground. We know why you like the underground, bro. Hey, but Come that on, show man. was fire, though. It was yeah. pretty good. It was pretty good. It was it fire. Was they canceled it after once it got once it started getting too real, and Harriet started freeing them slaves and started uh, fighting and killing white folks on on TV. They mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, we gotta cancel this joint, bro." They was mm-hmm. like, "We gonna, we gonna cancel <laughs> season one the when part, they was all enslaved yeah. and couldn't get free and none of that." All through, soon as they got to the end of season two and they started taking off. Uh, white people stuff like that. It was like last season. We done with this joint. Sure <laughs> but when you think when, when you when you think about it though, you can still see that in a lot of the media today. When there is a black uprising or black empowerment that is shown on mainstream TV, you don't mm-hmm. you don't see those you don't see that no more. You know what I'm saying? Think about some of the mm-hmm. shows that have been wholesome that celebrate you know the black family dynamic or celebrate black empowerment uplifting um going through trauma but coming out on the other end of it you don't see that kind of stuff no more but you know real housewives you know what i'm saying oh that's still on anything Bruh. that's generating dissension and and showing niggas acting a monkey this that and the third mm-hmm. you see that all the time but the other stuff nah why why would we show that because nobody's interested in that but I, that's exactly what I was about to say, Lace. Why are we into tra- like drama like that? Like, 
it it, it seems like only honestly half uh, the all all the stuff that we watch is always full of that stuff, man. I don't understand why we like that stuff. I, I just don't know. Well, think about think about what people get off on get off on day to day. Look at individual li- their lives. Most people's lives are full of what? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Foolishness and drama. So you have an outlet to see somebody else's through a different window. Mm-hmm. So now you ain't got to address and handle your handle. You know what I'm saying? True. So it's all yeah. a it's the psychological, escape. systematic piece. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's part why we normalize. Escaping your own. Yeah, part of it is right. escaping your own, but then the other part of it is seeing that, like, all right, I'm not by myself. Somebody exactly. And we normalize bullshit. Or somebody worse, you know, something worse. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. <clears throat> that's what it is, yo. So, Troy, I got one more thing to say, and then we're going to jump off this subject and go into the I know you effing line. But okay. this is in response to what you said earlier about how you're supposed to uh, properly celebrate Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, number one, I'm going to say part of how you should celebrate it. But, and then I'm going to tell a story of something that I experienced. And you tell me if I'm wrong for what, <laughs> for what I was thinking of feeling about it. All he right, already okay. laughing. You know he's about so to look, so, <laughs> so look, first thing, um, I feel like the proper way to celebrate Black History Month is to actually focus on black history. Slow down okay. and spend time focusing on black history, black stories, and black events that changed um, our country or however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because over the last, I would say, five or six years, I feel like there's been this major focus on inclusion where we want to include so many different things that pull away from the true essence of Black History Month, where we focus in on all the other well, what about this group and what about that group and what about whatever? And I'm like, not to take away from those groups, mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. we really going to do Black History Month, let's do Black History Month. And then we talk about those other groups after that. I don't feel like Black History Month is the time for inclusion or none of those types of things. And you all already know how I feel about inclusion anyway. I definitely feel like Black History Month should be hella black. And that's what we should be, you know, what I'm saying focusing on or whatever. All right. So here's why I say that. And you tell me you tell me if I'm wrong. A, a couple years ago, okay, it's been a, it's been a few, it's been a few years ago. Um, the uh, I'll say the young bros, I, they they gonna know who they are when they listen to. It. I'm not gonna say their name. The young bros, and by bros I mean apes, alphas. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Decided to, to uh, put together a Black History Month event at the school. Okay. At the time, I was the uh, chapter advisor for them, so they had to, pretty much had to include me in everything that they Problem do. Problem number one. Carry nigga, on. I, <laughs> you better, Problem number one. You better ask, you better ask about me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I single-handedly resurrected the chapter, but... I pretty much single-handedly resurrected chapter. But anyway, they decided to um, host a Black History Month event at the school. I said, great idea, wonderful. These niggas kept talking to me about how great it was. Make sure you come, make sure you come. I took time out of my day to come to this Black History Month event. Okay. I get to the school, I get to the event, well attended, organized, people where they're supposed to be. Everything's starting is looking good. I'm like, all right, they they did their thing. Looking good, good representation. Everybody in their black and gold suits, whatever, making it look hot. So I'm like, cool. Program, get ready to start. One of the young bros come up, introduce the event, talk about, you know, the occasion. Thank everybody for coming out. Everything's starting off wonderfully. Then they say, 
to open the program, we're going to ask that everyone stands so that we can sing the Black National Anthem. Okay. Which y'all know is Lift Every Voice and Sing or whatever. That so joint like, cool. fire. That joint I'm like, fire. cool. Cool, bro. Wonderful. We stand up to sing the Black National Anthem. They, I don't remember the, the, the kid's name, but they introduced the kid who's going to sing the Black National Anthem. I think nothing of it. Okay. Until he walks to the front to get on stage. It's a white boy. <laughs> Come on, First, bro. No, legit. This is a true story. It's a white boy. Okay. Second layer to this story. He's blind. Legit. Legally blind. Someone had to escort him on the stage and had pass him the mic. He's singing the song from memory because mm. he can't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kudos to singing read. the song from memory because he, <laughs> right. he can't see it. I'm right. not trying to focus on that part of the story. What I'm, right. what I'm trying to focus right. on is the part that they decided to open up the Black History Month event with a blind white boy leading a <laughs> congregation of black people <laughs> in the Black National Anthem during Black History Month. What's so wrong, I was me, immediately pissed. That, I was immediately pissed. And I'm going to tell you. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you. I was immediately pissed when I seen this. It ruined the whole event for me. Like right after that, <laughs> I was already put off by the event. I was ready to go. But because I told him I was going to be there, I decided to stay. I said, I'm going to stay. Right, right, right. right to right. see the rest of this event through. I said, players mess up. Maybe, you know, whatever. The event goes on. Then okay. they have the uh, Latino segment I where the knew, Latinos yeah. get to get up and talk about mm-hmm. the, their impact to society and this and that was going on and everything. Then they did like this program or a skit where like we're all the same. Colors are different, but we're all the same. This That type of thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time the event came, I didn't even tell them niggas bye when the event was <laughs> over. I just left because I was so mad. Right. About the event that I knew I wasn't going to have nothing good to say to them. And they were so excited to have put the thing together. Right, and right. I was just extremely irritated for all the reasons that I had previously stated about mm-hmm. there being no complete focus on Black History Month. Right. You know, right, right, like right. no discredit to anybody else, but it's Black History Month. You mean to tell me for that one hour and a half, you couldn't just focus on everything black? Like we had mm-hmm. to practice some inclusion. We had to bring everybody into it. We had, it's nothing sacred anymore. I think that's the issue that I have with it. I don't have no problem. With, like I said, with white people wanting to come alongside us or anything like, but is there nothing sacred for us anymore? How more, uh, you're invited to the cookout. Can it be for a blind white boy to be leading a bunch of black people in the black <laughs> national anthem? I, yeah, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, just come that. on, bro. I'm just like, I can't, I'm, I can't get into that. I can't, get I was like, that. yo, I, I was trying so hard to just focus on the event and sure. be open to like, you know, whatever. But I was just so taken back by the situation because yeah. I'm like, nigga, why? Who who thought that that was a good idea? Like, whose idea was it? Why was that a good recommendation? Why did you? Th- it's the Black National Anthem, not the right, National right, Anthem. Right. Emphasis right. on Black. Right. Black right, right. National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Black if, National if, Anthem. If I could offer a slight rebuttal, um, as the brother has mentioned, he was the advisor. So, as the advisor, he should have saw a run of show before. Showing up to the event. I'm just saying, as the True. advisor, 
<laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> right, but you didn't. So now we here, now we in it. Because if and... I had seen it, that's probably why they didn't I'm show just, it to me. You know just... what? You know what? Now that you say that, that's probably there have been yeah. plenty of time. There were plenty of times before that where I said, "I don't want to see all this inclusion uh, that y'all got going on." <laughs> Okay, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, bro. There's a time and place for it. It's not for every occasion. And I've said sure. that before, and they probably knew that, which is why they didn't give me the the uh, run the show beforehand. Right, right, right. Uh-huh, because uh-huh. they knew that I would have something to say or I wouldn't have came. Sure, sure, sure. So sure, they sure. did not tell me the real about the event because they knew I wouldn't have sure. come. So I want to level set with that. But to be real... Um, as far as somebody singing the Black National Anthem, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I can see from your stance why you would, Mel, so I do understand. But it's a lot of niggas who don't know that from start to finish. Let's be for real. But that's not so, the point, Lace. Lace, that's not the I'm point. Not saying that it, I'm not saying that it is the point. But if what I'm this, saying is... Listen, Lace, what if I, that white, if that blind white boy <laughs> can, can memorize this song, then a black person could memorize that song and sing it, even if they didn't know Which is true... But I guarantee you right now, I, case in point, MLK Day, I go to a, a MLK breakfast. They sing the Black National Anthem. Sure, if okay. they didn't have the words on the screen, the half of the people in that building would not know that from start to finish. And these were majority black folk there. So what I'm saying is we don't put enough stock into our own mm-hmm. to even pull off something like that holistically. Let's think about it. We could poll our viewers. I guarantee most of them don't know it. Lace, you missing true. the point though. You missing I'm not the point. saying that. No, I'm he's, not saying that that is the primary point. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, we don't put enough stock into our own. So from them planning the event, if they know that he could pull it off, most of the time when you're planning something, when you're doing something, you go go with who can pull it off. Not oh, who, okay, okay, who okay, is XYZ. That's what I'm saying. I got you. I got you. So I'm not I'm not saying what they did was right, wrong, or indifferent, but what at the end of the day, if we ain't Doing it ourselves, how else we go get it done? That's true, and that's, okay. that's generally outsourced. All that media at that school, they could have put them words up on that big screen and read that joint that like karaoke. They right. did not I'm have not, to go out. <laughs> they did not have not to outsource that. that action to nobody. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that that was not an option. Obviously, it wasn't an option that they wanted to go through with that particular event. But what I'm saying, us as a people. We mm-hmm. don't put enough emphasis and enough stock on our own history yes. and those kind of things. So we can be in place to be utilized. That's all I'm saying. And that's just facts. Mm-hmm. That's just facts. I, I So would you uh, just just so just so I'm on board, you're saying because we don't put enough effort into it and we know someone else will will pass it off to them. And that's what's problematic. That in some instances, and we don't put enough effort into our own, so how can we expect somebody else to? So it goes both ways. Some people are sound allies. Some people are sound advocates. I'm not going to ask them to do everything, but some things they can do and they can do well. Just like Dr. King, he had white people walking with him. If he, if he had white allies, he wouldn't have been as successful as he was. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Now, so it's a time place for all of that. Now, I will say this, though. Black History Month, Let's not do a lot of inclusion. I'm Mel, I'm with you. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, that can be a day of inclusion because <laughs> of races, of races. Hear me out, hear me out. Because he literally said, I desire to see my black children 
playing with red, white, yellow, blue kids. You know what I'm saying? So on that day, we could celebrate the fact of inclusion. But uh, Black History Month is in the name. Right, I it's feel that, and, I, and I, I'm not negating any of that. I'm just giving an alternative perspective for consideration. But the other piece too, perspective. that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. But also, I'm I'm more on, I don't know if you all have seen an interview years ago with Morgan Freeman. I'm more so on um, the spectrum of Black History Month shouldn't even be a month, to be quite honest with you. At the end of the day, it is American history. And that's just what it is. It should not be relegated mm-hmm. to a month, whereas we are doing all this to celebrate this, that, and the third, when it should be celebrated 365. Because, again, we our experience is critical to the American experience, and it's American history, not black history. So that's more so our outline. But, again, we celebrate it because that's what um, is put in front of us. So that's what it is. Now, so it, can we get – so is it – could it be possible that we celebrate it all year and still get the month to put an extra emphasis? Of course, on I mean the, the month ain't going nowhere. The month right. ain't going nowhere. But I'm right. just saying, from a from my philosophy is how can Black history be relegated to one month out of the year? Sure. When sure, really sure. we are in, integral in everything that has happened in this country overall. You don't have a Nate. I mean, you have you don't have a. You do have uh, now. You have a um, Native American, Native American history. history Month, mm-hmm. and you know Asia Pacific Islander Month. Those kind of things. But there was a point when none of that existed, and we know yeah. for one whose land this was, what we contributed to the land, and how it was all built. So at the end of the day, it is American history across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should it be celebrated? Yes, but it should also be understood that this is a three sixty five experience, not just one month. So who do we go talk to f- about that? Like <laughs> your local congressman. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <laughs> Mel, I am I am with you. This is going to be one of few times that I actually agree with you on this podcast straight out without needing any clarity at all is I agree with you. Like that should have been uh, that shouldn't have been a time of inclusion. If it's a Black History Month celebration, let's celebrate our Black History Month with that. Now, and let's and let's and I, and once again, I know Mel has said his thing about inclusion. Um, I have my perspective on conclusion on, on inclusion, and Lace has his perspective on inclusion. We can do an inclusion event. Let's do that. Let's do a solidarity event. You know what I'm saying? Where we all come together. But let this one right here. There's so much talent in the audience at that joint. But at the end of the day, y'all <laughs> y'all aren't against inclusion. So let's be clear. Y'all aren't yeah, against yeah, yeah. We're not, y- y'all we're not aren't against inclusion because even at the event, I'm sure Melvin wouldn't have mind, you know, people from other identities being at the event. He I guess right. he's saying you didn't want right, them right. participating. Participate. Yes, Sit back yeah. and listen. It, Right. Sit back so, and listen. And, and, and clu- having inclusion is there. It's more yeah. so the participation. I, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I, I talk, yeah, that's what that's what I'm trying to express. That's what I'm trying to express. Yeah. If he would have stood in the crowd with the rest of us and sung, lift every voice and sing from memory, I would have had no problem with that. It was the Bless fact the that he was brought up to lead us <laughs> in the Black National Anthem. Did he kill it, though? I mean, could he sing? Was he all right? He was all right. It wasn't like it wasn't no damn Sam Smith or nothing like that, but it was, you know. 
the nigga was, it was all right, but it won't like. I'm just saying, nigga. It was just like, why is he up there? Who sanctioned this? Whose idea was this? And that's what I asked him. Like, once everything settled down, I was just like, yo, I ain't say nothing the other day because I was like too hot about the situation, you know what I'm saying? But now that I had a couple of days to think about it and I could come to y'all without killing y'all spirit, I was just like, what was the what was the point? Why was yeah. that, why was that a thing? You know, what was the idea? I get it. Y'all on campus, y'all trying to be inclusive because that's the messaging that's being passed around. But what why? Couldn't we have done another event some other day, a different month, and we did this inclusion celebration thing? Like, why do we take that time? Yeah. Which, you know, I I went to that same university. There was not always a lot of emphasis put on black things, black initiatives, black mm-hmm. events, black history, mm-hmm. none of that. So to have that type of event and have the opportunity to shed light for a lot of people who may not know it, why spend that time trying sure. to be inclusive mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of just focusing on the task at hand? Like, uh, to your point, I don't, depending on the situation, I don't have no problem with inclusion. Yeah. I just don't mm-hmm. feel like inclusion is everywhere. I feel like there's a time and place for inclusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Period. It, I, like, I don't expect to go to Native American History Month and be up in the middle with gonna, my go, headdress yeah, on and my, my adornments yeah. and all it, that type it, of stuff trying it, to participate. It, it, and I do agree with that because, um, you know, being previous at Syracuse University, they do a lot of focus on um, uh, Native American history, et cetera. I mean, we even did a land acknowledgement before every meeting. You know what I'm saying? So to pay respects, but I would never go to a native event and want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I that's just not that's just not me. So I understand what you're saying is time, place, and manner for certain things. You can support all of that, but as far as being on the agenda, nah, sometimes you do have to find and find that balance. So I, I understand that. I get it. I get it. Uh but man, right. I'm curious though, when they when you hit them with that, what was their response? Come on, man. I mean, we got to be inclusive. Everybody in support. And we all this and we all that. And come on, man. You can't be closed off to people in society and isn't that, man. Don't invite me no more. <laughs> this is the advisor, y'all. This is the advisor of the year, Don't y'all. invite Don't me no more, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite me no more. <laughs> and they oh, never man. did. That's so they, at least they listened. That's hilarious. Well, the question is, do do did they take your advice for the next year when they did this? No or idea. Did they do this anymore? Oh, okay. No idea. He just, he said that. He didn't go Yo, people think I be playing, bro. Like people really think I be playing. If well, I tell I'm you I'm not coming, if I tell you I don't want to hear about it, if I tell you uh, don't invite me, I'm not even gonna ask you about it because I don't care. At that point, I've removed it from my care list. I, I don't care. So I don't even know. I don't know if they did another one. I don't know how it went. Mm-hmm. But if that's what you're going to do at the event, don't invite me no more. Blessed be. And if it, so, wasn't, if it wasn't them, I probably would have left after the Black National Anthem. I stayed because of my relationship with them. If, I, if someone had invited me to that event mm-hmm. and I didn't know nobody mm-hmm. and I seen that as the opening act, I would have mm-hmm. left. I got you. Now you look, act like, like that that shit was a talent show. <laughs> like they had it basically, it basically was. was. It was a talent it show. It basically was a talent I show. Wasn't there, but that sounds oh like a talent show. Oh my gosh. Man. It basically was a talent show if you ask me. I mean, so, of course there was other things on the list, but it was just like everyone had their opportunity to do they what you call it. I'm like, what is this? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in that, we don't even a lot of times we don't know how to take our own moment to shine. And that's something that we have to be able to do because everybody has a stake in it, obviously. But at the end of the day, sometimes you got to take your own moment to shine. And we see that across the board. So I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I'm I'm curious uh, how y'all feel about this, because, Mel, let's say, for instance, it was an event in which it was inclusive as far as like the audience. Right. The audience was inclusive. However, you know, the the presentation was on Black History Month. Right. Um, How do you all feel about continuously having to educate our other counterparts? How do y'all feel about that? I give you I give you an example. Friend of mine went to a um, to a hair salon once and um, no, she worked in a hair salon and uh she's black uh a white lady came in and she was you know going to her uh stylist who was i think was white and um she saw my friend and she looks at my friend and says oh something along the lines of you know what you black people have nice hair this is what the old white lady said. it's the old white lady who said this you black people have nice hair um, and I guess specifically her at the moment. So my friend irritated at the moment. Cause it's like, why are you singling us out? You know, as just black people, she had to stop and ask herself the question. Do I, do I feel like educating in this moment? Do I feel like acknowledging this, this woman and telling her, okay, what you said was inappropriate. Okay. And then do whatever she needs to do in order to educate people. So how do y'all feel about having to be in a educated, educating position a lot of times for people who just don't know? I have spoken on this before, so I will (laughs) say it again. Uh, I think that we as black people spend too much time, quote unquote, educating um, people. And it's not really educating more as it. more as it is about us feeling like we're getting the opportunity to correct the white man, mm-hmm. you know, because there was in that statement, I hear no need to educate. I hear an old woman who probably in her time went through civil rights was probably on the other side of the fence of desegregating and this and that, and took an opportunity to acknowledge something that she sees. You yeah, black yeah. people have nice hair. Should she have said you black people? Probably not, uh, but she did <laughs> or say you, you, uh, just, you just have nice hair. I like you. Your could, hair. You just I have mean, nice hair. She didn't have that. to say you black people, uh, but I appreciate her recognizing that black people have nice hair. You know, so I'm just, I just think that we a lot of times black people are easily triggered by, yeah, 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 things that white people say, and we spend too much time trying to be very matter. Black people want to be matter of fact about <laughs> nothing except for what white people say in our direction. We mm-hmm. say and do however we want, talk however we want, everybody's supposed to accept it. But the minute it sounds like white people are speaking in our direction or speaking at us or speaking in a way that seems to demean or belittle us, we be so ready to just jump up and be matter of fact. And we trying to correct every single point and word and I'm offended and this and that. I think we spend too much time in that space. Some of that stuff, I feel like, you know, depending on their situation. Yeah. What, what's the point? You know, like mm-hmm. you putting in more energy to educate people who are probably not going to have a second thought about what you say after they leave, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, a, we all seen it. There's a, a definitely a difference between someone who's generally trying to get an understanding about you 
and your situation in order to uh, better be in relationship with you versus someone who's just trying right. to debate or argue with you about, you know, whatever. So I say that you deal with it that way. You know, if you feel yeah, like they're yeah. genuinely trying to gain interest in understanding, you know, to use your words and be inclusive and all that. Um, <laughs> attack it that way. That's, that's, that's not being inclusive, but I'm just right. saying, but you know, <laughs> Inclusivity, everyone is, a, you know, we're around and we're joining. You know? <laughs> um, if, you, if you're going to do it that way, then I say, you know, think about how, how you want to handle the relationship. But if it's not that, whatever, get on. Especially if they old. Yeah. I don't try to teach old people nothing. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I agree with Mel. I think it's definitely a time, place, and manner. I'm just to the point in life where I'm just not going to extend my energy to dead situations. Um, and for me, that would have been one of them, like, I probably uh, wouldn't have addressed. But case in point, just the other night, I'm officiating a game. Um, and kid on one team had dreads. So, you know, fans, especially a lot of these students at games, they'll say, any and everything to, to anybody. So kid coming down the court, hey, number one, your dreads look dirty. Mm. So now I got an opportunity now to showcase my power and privilege. I stopped the game. Oh, you got to go. You kicked them out the game, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're That's not just, I mean, knows. you can say, you, again, you could be yelling whatever, but if I hear it and, I, and it is definitely biased, and it is definitely something that um, is inappropriate to say. Now I have an obligation and opportunity to show you what time it is. You got to go. I didn't and that's what it is. So it's, it's, it's a, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it, it's really a time, place, and manner um, and utilizing, um, you know, your space when you feel as though you can address change and doing it. But that's not all the time. So some things yeah. just aren't worth the time and energy. So I think you just got to pick your spots, but yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Well, what about my money? You got to take that up with the AD, but you ain't going to be in here tonight. Did the dress look dirty though? Honestly, I didn't pay that much attention. I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention that the kid had dress till he said it. Till he said it. So was he speaking facts or was he being racist? You know, don't that's know. All, that's don't even matter. But at the end of the day, you know, he won't in there to enjoy the rest of the festivities. So you gotta go. <laughs> now I don't know if y'all know this. Y'all, y'all, this might even surprise y'all. Uh, I am big internet. I'm gonna educate you today. Oh, I got time today. I am mm. really big on that. Matter but fact, that's I, your I, heart posture, though. That's you in general. That's just not with situations like this. True. That's true. I was uh I was watching uh <laughs> I'm I'm re- I really shouldn't be telling these stories because it just gives y'all ammunition to say something uh <laughs> towards me. I, I you know, but I'm I'm gonna tell it anyway. Listen to a YouTube and uh it's a it's a Q&A question and the uh a a a black man com- it's a Q&A uh, asking a white man a question about how do you answer the question when, and it's a black man asking, I hear oftentimes that this is the white man's religion. Um, How do you respond? Asking the white man, how do you respond? The white man was like, well, how I was, how I would respond was be, would be to ask them, what do you mean it's the white man's religion? You know, it's on them to express, you know, what they actually mean by that. And so, what did I decide to do? I jumped in them YouTube comments and I said, Dear Mr. Speaker. Time out. 
YouTube comments. YouTube <laughs> that's, comments. That's exactly what I keyed in on. When you said comments, I thought that this was a Facebook, Instagram nah. situation. You nah. argue with people at YouTube comments. Well, first of all, what's the difference between YouTube, uh, Facebook, and um, you know, what I'm saying, and Instagram? It's the same thing. It's just that you know you arguing with people in well, the video. Well, first of all, I've never even I've never even read YouTube comments. See, I so maybe that's the- why I've I've never once read YouTube comments. We on YouTube. Troy also, on YouTube. Troy also reads reviews on on items before purchasing. So oh, I, I, mean, I do read reviews. I definitely read reviews. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that, Troy. I'm with you on that, Troy. I, I, I read reviews yeah. before I, I don't. My purchase I don't at all. I don't. Absolutely. At all. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I bought some off of Amazon yesterday. I spent about uh, two hours looking at the reviews before I even. But my thing is this though: How can you trust somebody else's experience? Because that might your experience might be totally different based on the product, True. right? And, and essentially, what ends up happening is I just end up purchasing it anyway. To be quite honest, right? So yeah. why, no, that's not why the, even see, Lays, Lays, see, Lays don't know how to do the reviews right. You got to find which one is most present in the review section when you're looking at the stars and the ratings. Nigga, who is that. doing all of that? I'm not, a lot of people, I'm nigga, not doing all of that. A lot of people. I'm so not what? Doing all of that. There are certain there are certain key performance indicators when you go on Amazon and you shopping that you could check real quick to determine. If this product is gonna be trash before I get now it, he not. hit me with the now hit me with the KPIs. Come on, not bro. The KPIs. <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you with your shopping experience, bro. Now, now if a lot of people have purchased Amazon, it, my nigga. Get out of here, nigga. Bit, no. I'm gonna send shit back if it don't work how I no, want. No, because then I gotta <laughs> go take it back. I, did, exactly. I gotta waste time taking gotta it go, back. Exactly. Get in my like, car, drive over to UPS or Coles and drop it, nigga. I ain't about to do K- all that. Case in point, I'm on I'm on Amazon the other day. I'm trying to see if this electronic uh, item works with my TV. You know what I'm saying? And so I got to look in there, and they're like, I'm trying to read the reviews and say, does this work with my TV? Because I don't want to buy it, and then I'd be disgusted once it gets to the crib, and it don't work. I need to know now. So I look at the reviews. Anyway, Go ahead, I'm in the- Go ahead with your story, Troy. Yes. Arguing with the white man about the white man's religion in YouTube. I, I I I commented on there. You know, I'm 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 in, I got time today. I got time today, dear Mister uh, Question Answerer. You need to know this. You knew exactly what that black man was asking. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> you knew exactly what that black man was asking. He was asking you. How do we address the atrocities that have brought forth this concept that Christianity is the white man's religion? Do not overlook it. We need to embrace it. Although it is a bad part of our history, that is still history nonetheless. So don't don't skirt past this history and and not acknowledge it by by giving him some, you know, some argumentative, logical type of ways of doing an argument. No. Talk about the stuff that we need to talk about. It, yes, our history is dark. Our the Christian history is dark, but talk about it though, because there's a lot of richness in it in the midst of that darkness. So, yeah, I got in these. I get in these YouTube streets every once, and I get in some Instagram and some Facebook. I got in a lot of Facebook arguments. I ain't got no problem with that. I got time today for Facebook. Man. Mm, mm, mm. Just like I ain't gonna I be salt arguing. you, Troy. I ain't gonna salt you, Troy. I ain't gonna just salt like you. I be arguing with y'all when y'all say something crazy. I come back at you. Yeah, I, I just don't argue on social media, though. I just I will argue in person. I will argue to, to y'all know me. I will argue to death in person, but I ain't about to argue on social media. Maybe Twitter. Yeah. 
maybe Twitter, but because that's how the platform's set up. But I ain't about to argue no damn Facebook or YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if we're honest, yes, the the religion has a, a dark history. But at the end of the day, if folks just use common sense and were logical, they would understand. Like even in that geographic location of the world, mm-hmm. you it, it it can't be. Brown hair, blue eyes, like that. Just don't. That's just not right. geographically acceptable. But you know, hey, you it's America. You believe what you want to believe. You know what I'm believe saying? What but we believe. we both know. So I just don't know how black people be arguing with certain black people. I'm not gonna say all black people. Certain black people be arguing with you about how Christianity is the white man's religion, all while talking to you in English. Woo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nigga don't know mm-hmm. what tribe they come from, what nation, they native tongue, don't know Swahili, <laughs> Igbo, none of that. Only know English. Only know Scared English. to do 23 and me. Got all, <laughs> got all their education uh, from white folk at school. Mm-hmm, K mm-hmm. through 12 education, predominantly taught by white folk. Still mm-hmm. doing two plus two is four. Ain't never mm-hmm. questioned nothing they learn in class. But as soon as mm-hmm. we start talking about the Bible. It's the white man's religion. I can't be involved in it, this and that, whatever, whatever. That's why this choice, what I be saying, know the difference between somebody who really wants understanding and somebody who just want to debate. Mm-hmm. And let the fools be fools, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certain things you just don't mm-hmm. entertain. It's asinine to me that we would even be having this conversation. Bro, don't be the- a Negro. Be my nigga. <laughs> don't be a Negro. Be my Niggas oh, looking at paintings of niggas, niggas be looking at paintings of uh, of Adam and Eve and be like, how they got belly buttons if they was the first people on earth? Nigga, it's a painting. It's a painting. somebody it's painted a- it, nigga. <laughs> They've never seen Adam or Eve. How do they got belly buttons in the? It's a painting, nigga. It's they don't painting. know. It's a painting. People got belly buttons. They probably assumed that they had a belly button and they put, well, they ain't had no umbilical cord. They was made from the death. We don't, okay, okay, nigga. If that's how you want to. I ain't getting into all of that. Come on, I ain't nigga. getting into all of that. Come on, come on. I ain't getting into all of that. Hey, when. Uh, when that's, like it, that's like having, asking somebody, well, what if somebody's born without a belly button? That has happened. That has happened, yeah. So, I mean, what what, what we arguing here? We, we arguing, uh, you know, it's semantics. It's semantics. Now, during social unrest, oh, I was in these Facebook, Instagram streets, bro. I oh, was you was that guy. Got you. Oh, <laughs> y'all. Got you. You oh, was the Dr. Yeah. Umar of Facebook. Dr. Umar. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Troy, let, was me, in streets, let me ask bro. this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, bro, because you're not you're not a unicorn in the sense that you argue in social media comments, because there are millions of people like you who also argue in social media comments. What True. leads you to feel the need to Led. argue or respond? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, how, what do what what inside of you is like? You know what? Let me put these thumbs to work. They need to get a piece of my mind. What they go learn you know today? Because yeah, <laughs> I so, am the subject matter expert on this today. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, and, and Lace, that's actually a good point. Um, I don't try to claim to be a subject matter expert. What I do try to do is provide a different perspective that a lot of people miss. We we all know, and honestly, Mel, where this all started was when we were all on the mountain. When we were all on the mountain, I was literally a black man in... And 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 white them 
You know what I'm saying? And oftentimes I had to do the educational part because I realized people my I had a lot of frustration for a long for a long, a long bit of time. And then it dawned on me after so much frustration and so many instances and run ins with people, I realized they're just not educated. They're not educated. And I'm and I'm curious what instead of me being frustrated and angry as I have been before, what if I spent it and, and tried a different approach? And on some occasion it, it has helped. And so I've come to realize that a lot of people are living silos and they are not um, well versed on history. They're not well versed on, you know, uh, society and things of that nature. They're only versed in what they're told and within their silo. And so here I am as a person, I I would like to think of myself as, you know, being a non-threatening individual, um, trying to come in caring about you want to provide you some with some information so it all started there and honestly a lot of my like um stuff that i was doing was with the mountain people it was with mountain people on social media me going back and forth with them because i was like y'all y'all people got degree more degrees than fahrenheit how are you this ignorant how are you? And I, I've come to understand so many people are so dedicated to their political party that they have been they've been drinking the Kool-Aid, literally drinking the Kool-Aid. And so here I am trying to let you know, hey, man, you don't have to drink Kool-Aid anymore. Here's living water. So I tried to see myself as an agent of change. Um, I will also say this, too. And this is real talk. And y'all y'all and I'm about to be really vulnerable and transparent, which is something you should not do on a podcast with Melvin and Lace. Um, but I'm going to be <laughs> Just say Lace, bro. Just say Lace. But um Hey, I'm just spitting living water, bro. <laughs> I'm just spitting living water. I'm gonna use that joint too. I you ain't have... gotta drink the Kool-Aid. I'm just giving you living water. I'm just trying <laughs> to give you living water. <laughs> You know, I had some quotables in the past couple episodes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to catch up with y'all. More um, degrees than Fahrenheit. You know More degrees than Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I have noticed, uh, well, not noticed, uh, one thing in realizing in myself is um, at some points of my life, um, I was seen as not being black enough. And Mm -hmm. because I felt as though I wasn't, um, because I kind of see myself as a chameleon, you know what I'm saying? I could fit in different realms. We, you know, we were talking about that in the group chat the other day that, you know, in some groups I'm like this and some groups I'm like that. I, 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 I jail really well. Um, and so being in the classes that I was in in high school, you know, but the friends I hung out with after after class would always judge me and say, you you hanging out with the white people all day. Now you want to hang out with us. You know what I'm saying? And so I struggled with my with my blackness for a long period of time. And then I, I at one point I wasn't accepted by my black community. And then when I was pushed away they was like so now you forget about us was like man you just pushed me away what am I supposed to do with that um and so I just realized that you know um I I might not be able to fit into some circles so the circles that I'm involved in 
let me let me be uh let me be an agent of change let me be an agent of change and so um and i and the reason why i wanted to pursue my blackness was because all a lot all these white people were saying some of the craziest things i'm like how that is that how do you have the audacity to say something like that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i educated myself Put it in a good package, pa- practiced it. And that's also a reason why I was doing a lot of this stuff online, because I was actually working out my thoughts, practicing everything that I've learned, putting it out there, not being not being afraid, not being ashamed and sharing it with people and letting them know, hey, you are wilding right now. So that's what actually was a part of the motivation for it. Well, and, and, and in this case in point, I want to be clear. I appreciate your transparency because I'm not going to clown. Um, but one of the things that I found very interesting that you said was that pursuing your blackness had nothing to do with white folk. That's the crazy thing. It was because niggas shunned you in a way where you mm-hmm. felt like you had to meet a different level of blackness because from the sounds of what you present from your engagement with um, non-black folk, was that they viewed you still as black. Not mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. weren't black enough or you didn't have this experience, that experience, whatever. It was your own who put you in a box saying that you ain't this, you ain't that. So that is what is always interesting about these kinds of conversations or epiphanies is that white folk view was black regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas it be your own, you ain't black enough, you ain't doing this enough, you ain't doing that enough. So you utilize that as motivation to help educate uh, white folk. Because, again, let's be clear, a lot of I mean, even uh, it's not just a white experience, but it's anybody's experience. You go off what you're taught as a child. You go off what you experience, what you exposed to, all those things. That's any culture. Um, but at the end of the day, they can't see the forest from the trees. A lot of times mm-hmm. we have, um, you know, one line of sight for what is right when, instead of spanning and being accepting of other ideals and difference and being able to see where those kind of things intersect in the world that we live in. So it's just ironic that you said that it was us who put you in a box, mm-hmm. but yet you utilize that as fuel to educate others. That's just very interesting to me. Yeah. And that's, and that's the story of Troy. You one of the blackest people I know, just so you know. <laughs> like, hey, I appreciate and, and that, that. And that's one thing, too, that, that that's one thing, too, that I, I don't necessarily struggle with it because I'm laced regardless, whether we're on the podcast, whether we hanging out, whether I'm at work, whatever. Everybody, I own the fact that I am a bona fide asshole. Like, I can, I accept <laughs> that. I live with that. I relish in that. Like, that's just, that's just what it is for me. Like, I get so much, I low-key get joy out of being labeled as that guy. I'm not going to lie, at the I end, understand. But at the end of the day, it is socially accepted because the proof is in the pudding. Like I'm not, I don't shift. Like I said, with my colleagues, with my friends, whatever, whatever, this is what you get. And that ain't about being black. That ain't, that's just being who I am. And I'm presented in that way. You either like Mm. it or you don't. The world Mm. goes still spin and the Mm -hmm. show go go on. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's just what it is. Uh, But I feel you on that, Troy. I feel that because a lot of times we do, box ourselves in um because of oh you ain't this you ain't that okay i mean shit 
you ain't this and you ain't that. <laughs> so what right. are we doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't read a paragraph out loud in class. So what that got to do with anything? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's very it's levels, but I, I feel you. I feel you heartily. I feel yeah, you man. On that. So when did you come to feel or accept or be comfortable with yourself and your blackness? I don't know if I still am. Mm. Mm. I really don't know if I still am. Um, I struggle. I still, I still struggle with that, you know, um, because um, I still am in white spaces, which is, is not a problem. You know what I'm saying? I work, I work at a college and stuff like that. Um, uh, and, you know, I have a lot of my colleagues or majority of my colleagues are white. Uh, it's so funny because we'll be at work. Uh, first of all, it's like, it's like seven black people that work in within five feet away from me, which is amazing by the way. Uh, um, but oftentimes we'll stand around each other and laughing and stuff like that. And I'll whisper, I said, Hey guys, we need to break this up before they start to catch on to this. And they going to fire all of us because you, they know the black people be hanging out. So we got to break this up. You know, it's a little inside joke that we have, but, um, but I don't know, man, I, I still struggle with this today because it seems like the target for what blackness is, is, or has, you know, has been painted by society is always a moving target. It's a moving target. It's, it's a moving, it's a moving field goal post. What I got a follow up question now that you answer me. Is there something that you think you need to achieve or do before you will settle in your blackness or is it an affirmation from somebody else or is it like you got this list of goals where you're like once i get to this point or once this happens for me then i'll be able to rest in my blackness sure i think honestly male it's a it's a need for a shift instead of looking for a society approval what about my community unfortunately Society doesn't know the totality of who Troy is, but my circle does. And so Mm -hmm. if I can rest in the, if I can rest in the exception of my community without having to look to society for my approval, then I'll be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it, with, with that um, mindset and vantage point, sometimes we got to shift to our, our community or who we, how we expose ourselves to our community. Because if you got people who are speaking the opposite of what you're trying to obtain, they they aren't your community anyway. Um, right. Just 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 my um, point of view. But I, it's it's interesting that you stated too how you know you all get together at work, be geeked up and stuff like that. And you'll be like, Oh, we need to calm down before X, Y, Z. And I have a totally different perspective on that. <laughs> uh, and, it, and, it, and it's funny that you said that. Cause even today we were going through some interviews. Um, and I was telling the candidate, like, look, I'm unapologetically me. You know what I'm saying? I can show up suited and booted one day. I may show up in a half zip polo in my J's one day. I'm still, VP of XYZ, all of this is still in my purview. I still got a task to do, et cetera. I show up to cabinet meetings, beanie on. What they go do? Send me home? I mean, if that's the case. Right, right, right. Okay, right. then. I mean, so right. we, we want to align in the first place. So for me, it is at the end of the day, you got to be you. 
Um, you got to be your authentic self and you just got to know that you are enough, regardless of whatever space that you are in. And I think that's obviously um, something that is developed um, over time. And it is being able to use your privilege um, in, in certain arenas. But I, it can it can be vastly different when you are in a elitist space, because where you um, work is technically an elitist space in a lot of ways from an educational sure standpoint mm-hmm. so i know it's a it's a different um political game because i even had a um a faculty member ask me well how come you don't wear bow ties and suits every day very simple answer because i don't f-ing want to i'll wear what i want to wear <laughs> i mean what does that have to do with me <laughs> like until you start buying my suits and my bow ties shut the fuck up and fall in line like that's just what it is but at the end of the day you got to be comfortable in that and sure. at some point I, I believe that you definitely um you definitely will get there, but it, you, you, and, and that's just what mm. it is. You know what I'm saying? You, you. See, and I'm comfortable in me until something that is opposing to me makes me then look in the, at the man in the mirror and be like, okay, should I be conforming to this or should I, you know what I'm saying? Should, or should I not yeah. be conforming to this? You know what I'm saying? So, I, I am very, I am comfortable in me. I just think. Sure, sure. Yeah, much, yeah. And that, I'm, I, that, that may have been the wrong word to use. Yeah, I know you come. No, 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 no. I think, I think you, you touched on, you touched on the right thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just an overthinker and always, um, um, uh, what's the, what's the phrase? Um, analyzing myself. I'm overthinking sure. when I analyze And you myself. do care what people think about you. And you I think that's the, that's, that's the difference you. between, that's the difference between you and I. You do care, bro. You do. You do care. care. You do care. Whereas for me, it, it is what it is. Don't like, give a damn. Hey, I mean. <laughs> Yo, I. That's one hey. space where me and Lace are like. <laughs> we like, we like right there on that thing. Exactly right. It's not a bad thing to care about what other people and it's not. think of you it's and not. how they perceive you. I it's just, I, I, the only reason I think we get on you about it is because sometimes you can care too much. Like once you, you start leaning on the side of too much where you can't even rest in yourself and you're always trying to change. I think that's probably why you feel like you're a chameleon because you're changing every environment to try to adapt to people's expectation and uh, perception of who they believe you to be in that particular time. And, you know, that's exhausting. I don't do that, but I can imagine that being exhausting. And that's why I choose to just rest in. I don't give a damn what you think about me. I'm going to be who I am and what I want to do because I cannot imagine having to go into a room and think about all that and have to adjust myself every time I'm around, you know what I'm saying? A group of people or anything like that. But I, I definitely feel like for you, it's not a problem that you care about what other people think. I think is when you start to lean to the side of too much, when it sure. becomes so important that you can't even do and operate how you want. Like, yeah, you know, like you, you like anime and cartoons and shit like that. Uh, and a lot of people do. So when you start, maybe you're in an environment, you talk, start talking about anime and those people don't know about it or rock with it and they start talking negatively about it. Now you're like, damn, should I even like anime? Like, <laughs> should, is this I'm still right, going right, to watch right, wrong? Right. You know what I'm saying? And is I know Lace got something in his head that he want to say right now. I don't. But I, 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 I'm still I, honest, I legit, I know of anime, but like when my other crew that I rock with be talking about, I'll, I'll be like, yo, Y'all niggas some weirdos, and I don't know nothing about that. But hey, y'all do your thing. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I, I'm but tired. it's funny. It's funny. It's funny that you say that though, Troy, because 
I know um, other non-black folk who struggle with the same thing, like legit had a conversation with um, a colleague like a couple weeks ago and she was just like, well, we both, and we're both on um, the same executive team and she's like, well, you don't affirm me. And I'm just looking around like, I'm a black man in America. What I look like affirming you in a meeting when my shit got to be up to par at right. all times when right. you can come in here with mediocre stuff, apologize and get it. So it's, it's just a different lived experience that some folks will never understand. And at the end of the day, you just got to be, you got to be comfortable. Um, and you and I told her straight up, like, it's not my job to affirm you. I, if you're looking for that, you might want to go, you better get you a devotional or something to crack open you know, before you come to the meeting. Cause that ain't me. So yeah. Yeah. So what's the moral of the story today? Black history. Be who you is history. and not who you is ain't. That came from an old, a old, old cartoon that the old heads used to watch. What my grandfather used to say it all the time. Be who you is, not who you is ain't. Terrible English, but it's a life lesson in that. <laughs> it's a, it's life, a life lesson, lesson in that. That's what we rock with. Man, we didn't even get to that. I know you. Li- I know you lying. We anything, didn't. But it's, it's <laughs> whatever, what man. Was, what was it supposed we to got be? Deep. No, it's too late. Don't bring it up because we gonna start oh, a whole another forty five minutes. Oh, was it the you're one right. that you right. that you sent? Lace was the one that you sent. Well, you know, you know, um, not Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson going Wilson. through a little situation right now with the charity whatnot. But I think you, we spoke on the Black History piece. So yeah, that that that's that incorporates. Um, you know, what I'm saying. I know you I don't taint you. it, bro. That's the you that's right. it. be be who you is, not who you is ain't. Be who you is, not who you is ain't, man. That's what it and is. And don't have blind white boys leading black folks in the white in the black <laughs> national anthem. This is been the Manly D's podcast. <laughs> Until next time, y'all, we out, yo. Yes, sir.